The M2 rollout is on the move again with the introduction of the new iPad Pro. Apple also updated the regular iPad and the Apple TV. We'll talk about the new releases on this episode of the Macworld Podcast. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola here with Jason Cross. Good morning. And Michael Simon. Hello, sir. Apple announced new iPads, a new iPad Pro, a new iPad, and a new Apple TV. Hey, can I just say before we get started, that was so much worse than an event. <laughs> <laughs> they they took down the store at like, I don't know, 8.30 my time. So I'm on the East Coast. And they didn't, like products didn't arrive to like 11. I must have refreshed like 900 times. <laughs> And then they all come out at once. Like, it's just like, just have a video event, Apple. Like, what are you doing to me? <laughs> well, I think it was I, I think it was good enough for an event. They, they could have had an event around these products with maybe like the M2 Pro, uh, MacBook Pro. There were a couple new features that they have that they could have highlighted in an yeah, yeah, event. I think, I think it's good. Well, all right. So we'll start with the, the big one, which is the, the, the new iPad. Completely and totally different. And... You know, you can almost see like how Apple would have introduced that with their little introduction video and go through all the features. That's like twenty minutes. It's 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 really good. It's 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 a significant difference. Yeah, than the than the one that they have. It's it's similar to the Air, but also not quite that. Design wise, it's similar. It's flat edges, Touch ID in the home button. I mean, Touch ID in the the side button, no home button, bigger screen. You know, smaller bezels. inches. It's the same size as the iPad Air. Um, It doesn't have a laminated screen, so it's it's a little bit thicker. And the the screen is, the glass is a little bit above the display, so to speak. So it's not like like when you're using the Apple Pencil, it won't be as smooth. Multi-touch isn't quite as smooth. But uh, looking at them on a desk or from a different, from from a distance, it's, it's, they're, they're the same. Except for colors. It's got all these cool colors. Yeah, yeah. Wait, like these are the colors I wanted in the Air. So I bought my son a blue one for Christmas, and it's so it's silver. It's not really blue. It's 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 like the lightest, barely blue you're ever gonna get. This one is like it's blue. So now I'm gonna have to buy him a new stupid iPad because this is a better color. <laughs> this one's they comes in silver. The pink is like a very rich pink color, uh, then and blue, which is like a real blue. It's like the blue you get on an iPhone, like a regular yes. iPhone. And then yellow, which is like a bright canary yellow. I like that yellow. Yeah, they're they're nice. All the the front is all all black bezels. They they got rid of the white ones. There's no space gray or anything like no dark color. Well, so there's silver. There's there's no black. There's no space gray. Yeah, they've always done silver, but there's always been a space gray or something, and there's no space gray now. So yeah, it's a, it's a huge departure. Way way nicer than it was. I mean, that old design was you know so antiquated. With the with the it was a ten point two inch screen which isn't super small but it had the bezel around it and a home button I mean it, it was it was old yeah no home button on this new iPad I know the home button has some fans but uh, I don't know about that do they are there, are there home button fans <laughs> I, I mean it, 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 it was it was it was great for its time I think a lot of the home button fans um, they just don't want to do Face ID and they're fine with Touch ID in the side button. They're like, do that on the iPhone, the way that they do on the iPad Air and now the new 10th gen iPads. I think people are going to be happy with this. 
the touch ID is on the side button now. It, in case. Yeah, like the Air and the Mini, it's the same the same thing. Uh, it has an A14 Bionic chip, which is a slightly better than the A13 in the in the in the ninth gen. Storage, I think, is the same. I gotta check that. 64 and 256 are your options. Yeah, so that's that's the same as before. It has a new um, Magic Keyboard, like a Magic Keyboard strictly for this model. Um, it's a it's a folio design, a two piece folio design, and has a trackpad, a full keyboard, but it's not the same like hovery thing as the iPad Pro and the iPad Air have. It's a little less, two forty nine. Could you use this with an Air? Because they're kind of the same size and stuff. You would, yeah, you would think so, but it doesn't say that on the text specs. We, we we'll have to try it out. So this is the weird part. It uses the original Apple Pencil, the first gen Apple Pencil. It has USB C for charging now, and the original Apple Pencil has a lightning port. Remember, it, it has that weird old thing where you plug it into the bottom and it sticks out for like ten minutes while yeah, it charges. Yeah, it, it has a lightning male lightning connector under the cap, so you have to take the cap off and lose it. And stick your pencil jutting out the bottom of your the, iPad. The bottom of the iPad for like now an hour to charge your. <laughs> and so now, when you buy an original Apple pencil, it comes with a with a Lightning the USB C adapter that you plug into the pencil while it's charging, and it's just like this is a nightmare. Like right, you plug you the pen the adapter into the USB C port of your iPad, and then into your your thing. It also comes with the which it has been a, a female to female lightning connector. So you can charge your Apple pencil without plugging it into your iPad. You can just use an, a lightning cable. If you buy an Apple pencil now, the first gen, you get two dongles <laughs> for a stylus. Uh, and if you have an Apple pencil first gen and you're going to get this new iPad, you can buy just the adapter for nine bucks. But the, uh, the Apple Pencil hasn't gone up in price. It's still ninety nine. They're not. They're not. They're they're baking in the price of the dongle into your right purchase. <laughs> uh, by the way, that uh, that new Folio keyboard, Apple only lists the tenth gen iPad incompatibility. So I, I'd like to try it out, but I guess it doesn't work with the Air. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what would stop it, but I there must be something about it. The slight size. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. it doesn't. So, yeah, so those are the quirks. Another interesting thing is the camera is no longer on the, the portrait side. Yeah, it's on the long side. Yeah, it's where it should have been, you know, five years ago when they started to really push face uh, uh, FaceTime as a, as, a, as a thing. Or maybe even longer than that. But, yeah, so this is the first iPad, the only iPad, to have the camera on the long end, which is where it should be. So when you dock it into that, that keyboard or any, wherever else... You don't have to like do that weird like sideways look thing where you're looking here, but you're looking here, and your eyes look weird. Like it's it's where it's supposed to be. So presumably that's going to come to all the other other iPads, but it's not on the new iPad Pro <laughs> yet. Right. It's it, it it. I assume it's going to come to all these when they redesign all this stuff. Right. When when whenever something gets a redesign. You would have thought they would at least tweak the internal iPad Pro. To at least follow the iPad, but they didn't. So that's still on the on their other side, and will be for another year or so until they update it again. And it is ultra wide and supports center stage, which they did have on the ninth gen. Anyways, they had already brought to that. Uh, speaking of cameras, the camera on the back is better. It's uh, it was a pretty terrible eight megapixel before. Now it's twelve. 
you know, matches the other iPads. I mean, no one's taking pictures with these things, but if you do, it's better, better aperture, yeah. So, yeah, it's a big change. We, we've heard about this change for a while. It's also a bump in price. It starts at 449 and the ninth gen is still available for starting at 329 So 449 So the Air, the iPad Air costs 599 the iPad Mini costs four ninety nine. The iPad costs four forty nine, and the ninth gen iPad iPad costs three twenty nine. So there's a lot of options. <laughs> for yeah, it's it's kind of disappointing that they're keeping that ninth gen around, but they have to they have to have a really cheap iPad. Is the I think problem. it's okay. Yeah, I think that's all right. Like if they could have gotten it down to three ninety nine, the tenth gen one, they probably could have killed the ninth gen. At that over four hundred dollar price, they gotta they gotta have it stick around. Yeah, that three hundred threshold is kind of a mental block for some customers. I think there's a mental thing when you cross over to the when you see the four. Yeah, I agree. Three, and I think a lot of those um, entry level iPads are probably bought for 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 little kids. And yeah, exactly. And know, schools four, and stuff like that. Yeah, four fifty on a is a lot. That's not like a disposable thing. Three twenty nine. I mean, it's still expensive, but it's a little bit more palatable, especially if you can get it for two ninety nine. Amazon's been selling them for two sixty nine lately, which is you know that is like an impulse buy at that point. So these things, um, you can pre order them now. They come out next Friday. They start shipping next Friday. I I mean I assume they're going to sell well, but like I'm curious as to like who this is for. Because yeah, the iPad Air is another hundred and fifty dollars. With so it's essentially the same thing, but it has an M1, and it has a laminated screen, a couple of other things. Then I probably wouldn't pay that extra price because for what I use an iPad for, I've got no need for an M1, and an A14 is just fine. And they don't have other things like, you know, they've got the same Wi-Fi and stuff like that. In fact, the the new iPad has Bluetooth 5.2, and, and the Air doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it also has 5, 5G. Uh, no millimeter wave, but it does have 5G if if you get the cellular option, which is not my thing either. Um, yep. So for me, between the camera being improved, having the camera in the right place, I wouldn't spend the extra on the Air personally for what I would do. And I would spend this extra over the base model iPad with the home button in the front to not have the home button and stuff. So I think it's this is probably like, unless you're really price conscious, this is the best sort of starting iPad for people. In fact, for a lot of people, it's going to be like, well, what do you need the Air for? What are you doing with an M1? What do you need an M1 for? <laughs> It's funny in the in the I'm looking at the tech specs. Um, so the iPad Air lists a 12 megapixel ultra wide front camera. The iPad 10th generation lists a landscape ultra wide camera. So they're they're actually calling it out in the tech in the tech specs that it's it's in a different yep. spot. Yeah, they are, and they all have USB C now. Yep. Yeah, they're they're very very similar, and I tend to agree with you that if I was looking for a an iPad in this price range. So the, the mini is 499 That's That might be a little bit too small for some people. If I was looking for one, there's not a lot to push me to the air for 150 bucks. Like it's got wide color and the 10th gen iPad just has just regular sRGB. Like I don't do stuff where I'm like, oh, the color gamut's not wide enough. Like that's not my 
use case for iPads. Like I'm web browsing. I'm using it for like managing my D and D character sheet when we play and playing games and stuff like, like that's not, it's not the, the, the thing for me. So otherwise they're so similar in terms of like resolution and size and shape and all that stuff. Does, so do you think the iPad air goes away? Uh, no, I think it hangs on the way it has been until it gets next year. It'll get like well, that's an M2 what I mean. update. Well, well, oh, so you think they will update it with an M2? I'm just I'm wondering if maybe it, it'll just disappear one day. Well, no, it, it just like it got an M1 while all the pros had an M1. The pros still do other stuff and have more storage and you know have other things. So it, I, you know, I think it just hangs in the lineup here until the iPad Air is the new 13 inch MacBook Pro. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's it's right in between. So the the iPad Pro, the new 11 inch iPad Pro is 7.99. The the iPad Air is 5.99, and the iPad 10th Gen is 4.49. If that went down to 3.99, it would literally be right in the middle of those two devices, all with very very similar screens. So we were talking uh, just before we started recording about this new hover feature for the Apple Pencil that's on the new Pro models. I think it's on the 11 and 12 Pro models, right? You need the second generation pencil. Yeah, the the Pros only support the second gen pencil and have been. But there's a new hover ability where where when you get within a few millimeters of the screen but not touching it, it recognizes the pencil and its angle and all that stuff and does what exactly? <laughs> like we were trying to figure out what exactly this is for. There was one video demo that they showed. They were activating hover and then they could adjust. They were, they were drawing a line. They activated hover, and then they they uh, used their other hand to uh, widen and make thinner the line that they were drawing. So you can adjust. So if you're doing an illustration and you're drawing a line and you picked the wrong line width, you can use hover to check and see if that's the proper line width, for example, that you want to use. Like it knows the difference between the fact that you're hovering and you've touched the screen. I guess apps will be able to say, like hover over this element to change the color, tap to select or something like that. Like like it'll be able to make a distinction there. But I the examples they have so far are just not like a little head scratching to me. It says, watch apps and widgets expand on the home screen as you move over them. And the, the, the little GIF that they show like there's a guy moving over an icon and it like does something (laughs) (laughs) right like hovering just like just moving and i guess that that makes sense because with a pencil like you there's no way to think of it like a mouse cursor i can move my mouse cursor all over the screen and it can highlight any interface element and it does it all the time it does it like you know uh, all my links on my tool on my browser toolbar and all that other stuff just get highlighted yeah and then i click to select but you can't do that with a pencil if you're touching the screen you're actually dragging things around so this is like the equivalent of moving a mouse cursor over something but not clicking with a little more added functionality it seems like yeah i actually think i i think this could be pretty cool but i just think i need to see better examples of what it feels like 
Apple announced that third-party developers will be able to use Hover. It's not clear as to, you know, what they can do. Yeah, I mean, I think it could be as easy as doing exactly what you do when you hover a mouse cursor over an interface element on your Mac. Like, sometimes it does nothing. Other times it pops up a tooltip, for example, to tell you what this button does, you know, and that could be bringing that to the iPad is kind of a neat thing. That's a that's a good call. Yeah, um, that's probably the best like analogy. One thing we'll probably get automatically is like iPads work with touchpads. You you do, iPad Pros, mm-hmm. you dock it in your the the keyboard they sell has a touchpad on it, right? And you can move that cursor around over elements and not click them, and that will be what the hovers like. Yeah, right. So right, they don't actually do anything now. They just like almost like with Apple TV, like the icon will get a little bit bigger and then shrink. But yeah, maybe now with APIs and whatever Apple's built into it, it'll do more. That's 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 cool. All right. You but even if it, even I'm, when I'm it doesn't it. do more, it'll probably do exactly that. It'll make the interface element respond yes. before you tap it. So, and that alone could just be like a whole, a completely better feel for using your your pencil as your main means of just like clicking around your <laughs> iPad. Yeah, like we mentioned, there was an M2 processor. Same one, same one that's in, you know, the MacBook, as best as we can tell. It has the same media engine, so ProRes uh, rendering will be faster on the iPad Pro. Uh, still, you still get two different screens. The 11 inch has a plain old Liquid Retina LCD, and the 12.9 inch has that Mini LED uh, XDR display. That that hasn't changed, which we expected. Oh, Wi-Fi 6E. It's the first device to have Wi-Fi 6E, which the, which they they didn't bring to the phones, which was interesting because we we expect we expected that or 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 the Mac. Well, we haven't gotten the new Pro yet. The new Pro might have it next, presumably next week or the week after. True, but I mean, we got the M2 uh, Air, and it, you would think it would have been there because that's a full redesign of everything. So, but to take advantage of that Wi-Fi 6E, you have to be on a don't you have to be on a network that's implementing Wi-Fi? Yeah, you need a Wi-Fi 6E router, sure. Yeah. I mean, there's a ton of them for sale, but there's not a ton of them like in the wild yet. But they, there, there will be. You know. Yeah, but if you buy a thousand dollar iPad Pro, you want it to be a little future proof. <laughs> for sure, you're keeping this thing for five years at least. So yeah, by then they, they'll be every. So the 11 inch iPad Pro starts at 799. That's the Wi-Fi only. Uh, nine ninety nine for the Wi Fi cellular, which is the same, the same price, uh, and ten ninety nine for the Pro, the twelve inch Pro, which is the same. We should we should mention at some point that <laughs> overseas prices are outrageous, right? That the U S prices have have stayed the same, but man, inflation is doing a number on overseas prices. As exchange rates change and stuff, Apple doesn't typically adjust its overseas prices very often. Sometimes it'll make a, an adjustment to the uh, app store prices. But other than that, it pretty much keeps selling them. And then every now and then you'll they'll do a quarterly SEC report and they're like, yeah, these revenues are down because the exchange rate wasn't favorable or whatever. But they use the opportunity of a new product launch to make that adjustment. And they boy, did they ever. <laughs> because like UK and Europe prices, like if you think inflation is bad in the US, it's gotten it's worse there. Well, and- I mean, so for example, the 10.2 inch iPad, the old one, the ninth gen, yeah. 
was 319 pounds. Now it's 369 pounds. That is a huge increase for an old product. And, you know, you can look across the board and they're all like that. Yeah. And the exchange rate is a big part of that. I mean, we all know the economic troubles happening in the UK, but like the dollar relative to the pound is, is really skewed right now. Yes. Um, And then EU prices in euros is also, it's not, not in Europe's favor. Uh, They, they, Apple has their earnings um, next Thursday and we'll we'll probably hear more about it, but I got to assume they're not happy about doing that. Like it's, it's, they're going to sell fewer of them over there. It's just the way it's going to be. Yeah. Or cheaper models or whatever. Speaking of cheaper models, we should talk about that new Apple TV. Yeah, that was good. Good, good, good transition. That, that, that was a Roman-esque transition. Yeah, jump right in there. <laughs> so there's a new Apple TV, which I think probably is not that surprising when you consider that the Amazon sale that was last week featured a yeah. bunch of Apple TVs that were at a lower price. Yeah. It's not surprising, but it's also not necessary. <laughs> <Yes>. okay. <laughs> That's where it's surprising because it's like, well, why did you do that? Kind of thing. Yeah. It's just- they really uh, could have just dropped the price on the current one. It's not like these do. They have an A15, but other than that, it's not like they do something that the other ones didn't do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, a uh, couple, couple of changes. So, yeah, the uh, new chip. The case is different. So it was a 3.9-inch square before, and now it's a 3.6-inch square. It was 1.5 inches tall before, and now it's 1.2 inches. Yeah, so they actually re- redesigned it to make it ever so slightly small. No, you're not going to notice it. I mean, on it, when it's sitting in front of your TV, it's going to look the same. But it is different, and it, all the storage has been doubled. So low end is 64 gigs versus 32, and this, the top end is 128 versus 64. And the big one is that it starts at 129, which is seven dollars less, which is a, that's a big deal. But you don't get an Ethernet port for that, so that's that's essentially Wi-Fi only or thread networking. So if you want that, you got to get the 149 model. Which I mean, we would recommend sight unseen, te- not tested, not not looked. We at. never recommend like the yeah. more expensive Apple TV, but. If you're already paying one twenty nine, which is more than the other streaming bricks, right? Twenty dollars more. It's closer, but it's still it's still like almost twice as much. Like yeah, every other premium, like seventy nine, sixty nine, fifty nine. Yeah. If you're spending that anyways, twenty dollars more gets you Ethernet and Thread and twice the storage. Yeah. Twice the storage that you don't even need, but it's twenty bucks. Just just spend the twenty bucks. Yeah, I agree. If it was one, if it was one forty nine and one ninety nine, then I'd be, we'd be like, ah, oh, do you really need Ethernet or whatever, you know? But for twenty bucks, just get the get the big one. <laughs> With that, the Apple TV HD finally is gone. Yeah, which you should never have bought. You shouldn't have bought anyway. That that I believe that was one twenty nine before, and this kind of just replaces that. The remote gets USB C. That's new. Yes, instead of lightning. So it, that mm-hmm. that's beginning. So now we lost two two lightning devices with this with this round. We we ran an article a couple of weeks ago about all the lightning devices that will be changed. I I think I actually forgot to include the Siri remote in that. <laughs> you know the US the remote looks the same. Like Apple could have included USB C in these things. They just didn't want to. Oh sure, I yeah. <laughs> they're doing this because they have to. They're like it's inevitable now. So they're 
Right. It also signals that this Apple TV might not be updated for a couple of years because that rule change goes into effect 2024. So we might be, which is fine. You know, it's a it's a it's a good update. A15 chip that'll be that'll be good for like a decade within in, in this thing. Do game players benefit from having more storage in the faster processor? The faster processor will definitely help with some of the more high-end games. Uh-huh. The storage games can take up a lot of space, but none of the other stuff on your Apple TV is taking up space. Like I I really don't know anyone who even with a 32 gig Apple TV was like I'm constantly deleting stuff because of all these games. Like, I, you just don't. Like, the little ones, the Angry Birds and stuff don't take up a lot. Some of the premium high-end 3D games can take up a couple gigs. But I don't know anyone doing this anyway. Like, <laughs> Yeah, who's playing games on the Apple TV anyways? But, right. uh, uh, yeah, just, just trying to give people some information on why they might want to get this instead of that. That is the only thing that really takes up storage. Everything else streams. It's not it's not like you store a lot of local video and stuff. Like it's gonna cache your photos, your up to up to whatever limit is useful. It's not a high priority to have a lot of storage in this thing. I think they doubled it because the A15, the the way they do that system on chip, like they never made a 32 gig version. <laughs> right, right. They also previewed a bunch of series stuff coming. Later in iOS 16, um, it's going to get that new low profile thing and, you know, but they didn't say when, they didn't say how, well, not not how, but it'll be a tvOS update at some point. Uh, nothing groundbreaking, but. Um, no, they're just sort of reiterating stuff. some of this stuff they've announced that's coming up in. Like, was there a new something they've never announced before? All right, so. It says, this fall, new features coming to the Apple TV experience with tvOS 16 include updates to Siri that will make it even easier for customers to use their voice to control Apple TV and interact with the results. Siri and Apple TV features a complete redesign and will be able to recognize each user's voice so they can oh, access okay. their movies, shows, music, games, and apps and pick up where they left off. By using the Siri remote and asking, what should I watch, users can get tailored recommendations. So that's, um, that's new. They've had the things like saying, what should I watch and stuff, but it would always assume whoever's talking is whoever's logged in at that moment. And they show um, a little image of a new Siri icon. So it's in the bottom right hand corner, like the little circle that's on the iPhone pops up and doesn't take over the bottom of the screen like it used to. So, you know, small changes, but they're coming soon. Siri on Apple TV is one of those things that I think a lot of people probably don't use as much as they should. Because it can do a lot of very cool things. Like, you'd be surprised how robust Siri is, like, tailored for Apple TV. You can just say, like, you know, watch the name of a show, and it's going to start playing your next available episode from whatever you, you had. You don't have to go hunt it down on the interface and touch on it. You can say... Like the, my, our favorite thing is to say, what did they say? What did he say? Whatever. And it jumps back like 10 seconds, turns on subtitles, and then plays for like 15 seconds and then turns the subtitles off. So you can like see everyone's words for a few seconds, but you're not stuck with subtitles on. And just like you said, show me movies with this actor. You can just say the names of movies or TV shows or something and get relevant search results in a little bar in the bottom and stuff. Like it's really a a pretty good experience, right? (laughs) 
and now they've they're integrating and they're doing this more so with the new tvOS um, all the home stuff so if you have home kit enabled cameras you can immediately look at them and just tell Siri you know show me the front door or whatever it's 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 pretty good and not all, not, not enough people do it I think if you pair your airpods and you're listing with airpods you can just use those for your Siri stuff when does it start shipping? I, 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 the 4th, the, uh, November 4th. I mean, we always say it really is the best streaming box. It's sort of the most reliable, smoothest operating, simplest TV box. It's really just the price. So now that the price is, the value proposition's better. It's still way overpriced compared to the competitors, but it's better. It's definitely way better. Yeah, and I'm I'm looking it up. I think Amazon still has the previous model, the current model, because it's not technically out yet for yeah, so it's one ten. The thirty two gig old Apple TV four K is one ten on Amazon. Mm. That has Ethernet, that has thread support, it has an older processor, but you're not gonna notice. So perhaps grab that for even a little bit less, you know, it's about twenty bucks. Not bad. Something something to think about before that goes away. All you get is you get less storage and the remote will be lightning. You don't think that'll go down even more? Maybe. Might, uh, you know. They're just going to sell out of them. Yeah, I would think they're going to sell out. They're probably the remaining stock. I mean, that, that's a that's a good price. Con- con- considering it's a 179 is their regular price. Apple also announced ship dates for iPadOS 16 and macOS Ventura. And they're shipping on Monday, the 24th. Yep, which is what we expected. They said October. We knew new stuff had to come because obviously the new iPads will have. It's the the last week of October, yeah. I actually expected it Tuesday or Wednesday. I I think the Monday releases are odd, but it's fine. Well, they they (laughs) released iOS 16 on a Monday too. Um, And the question is, which we'll talk about maybe next week, is will new Macs come next week with it? We don't know iOS 16.1 will land and there's some really good changes in there too. So even if you're not into any of this other stuff and you just have an iPhone, next week's going to be a a nice software update for you. Uh, Live activities. um, That's the big one that'll help the, uh, the dynamic Island on the iPhone 14 get more stuff. Or even if you don't just make your lock screen more useful and, and stuff. Yeah, that that requires software updates as well, but still. Well, that does it for this episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 813. Thanks to Jason Cross. Thank you. Thanks to Michael Simon. Thank you, sir. And thanks to the audience. Thank you for tuning in. You can subscribe to the Macworld Podcast in the podcast app on Spotify, on Amazon Music, or through any other podcast app. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com or contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest in the world of Apple. See you next time.